I put the A's back in and the world returns. These ones are designed to cope best in indoor environments, places like offices and homes full of double glazing and other human beings all soaking up sound. The aids don't deal well with big reverberant spaces and they really don't seem to have got the hang of the outdoors at all. Out here, the wind works on the aids the same way it does on a phone, drowning voices below a storm of white noise. If I turn my head slightly, the noise eases, but that probably means turning away from the speaker and I need to see people properly in order to be able to hear them because half of what I'm listening to is the words on their faces. Take away most of the sentence, and I can still see whether it's a question or a statement, or pick up enough of the tone to gauge the mood of the speaker. I'm looking for physical guides, and half of their diction is there in the features. The lift of an eyebrow, a hardening tone, the warmth in the eyes. At this time, in 2004, I'm deaf. Not completely deaf, just down to about 30% of normal hearing. I'd started to lose my hearing in both ears about seven years ago and it's been declining ever since. I wear hearing aids in both ears and when I take them out I can hear individual fragments of sound but not really the links between them. Certain words in a sentence or specific sounds are audible but music is only a beat and a voice is just a chain of broken plosives. I am here because I'm going sailing. My friend Eric has asked me to come, and I very much want to do this. But water is not my element. I'm mesmerised by it, and I'm scared of it, and because I'm scared of it, I head straight for it. I love sailing, the adventure, the pleasure of being with friends. But I hate sailing, the cold, the wet, the seasickness, the fear. I'm here because I want to push the love in and the fear away. And at that time, I believe the best way to deal with fear is to hurl myself headfirst at the thing which most frightens me. It's a kind of idiot courage a determination to force myself towards a different shape. I hope if I do the things that scare me for long enough, they'll become easier. I want to override the physical facts and to teach myself a lesson. The trouble is that water is not like land. It's said that almost all of what we experience as sound is an echo that the conversation you hear when you're sitting in a room with someone is mostly just their voice bouncing off the walls. Outside, at sea, there's very little echo. Still water carries sound beautifully because there's such a big surface area from which it can rebound. But choppy water presents a thousand different points of connection. The only surfaces with a good echo are the ones on the boat itself, fibreglass, metal, wood. And when the engine is running, it lays a steady thrum over any lower sounds. What that means in practice is that all the sibilants get knocked out of speech. (laughs) 
The difficulty is that sailing requires a lot of instructions and understanding. In the heat of the moment, I can't expect anyone to stop what they're doing and turn towards me, so I know the next couple of days are going to be tricky. If I can't hear something on land, it's a problem, but there are things I can do to improve it. Out here, blanking an instruction or mishearing a command has much bigger consequences. I start the car and drive on. Half a mile beyond the farm, the road opens out to a view of water. Down the slip to the loch there's a trailer, a tangle of broken ropes and a few fading fishing nets. Three lines of boats lie anchored in the bay, laid out with their bows to the land and their sterns pointing towards the weather. I park up and sit for a second, eyes closed.